Yo, what up, what up? Hello, friends. Greg continuing uh, his abstinence from the O's. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say yo anymore, folks. So, uh, just just bringing you that that Lexington, Kentucky realness. All right, so we're back again. (laughs) Another episode of Grumpy Cats. I'm Russ. That's Greg doing great things. <laughs> uh, and we're here to talk to you about Kentucky basketball when the heat yes. of the NCAA tournament. Oh, God. Sweet 16 birth for the Cats. Yes. I think that would make, I want to say, six out of eight. Yeah. Because we got beat by IU in the round of 32 oh, one year. God. And then, uh, of course, we had that monumental... Uh, collapse that was to th- 2013 in which Julius Mays became our best player for a moment in time. So that was sad. Yeah. Don't like to think about those dark times. Dark times. Dark times, bad times. Friend. But now we're fine and we're back in the Sweet 16 again. Um, yeah. Cats took care of Abilene Christian. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about there. Keldon did drop 25, but then again, it was Abilene Christian. Right. Um, That's not the... Reed, I mean, I think we'll talk about Reed. Reed did have 18 and 9 in that game. Uh, and I can't think it's going to signify if we can continue to advance. Like, the 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 Reed-Travis story will grow. Um, we had an interview just talking about how, like, he came to Kentucky specifically to play in the NCAA tournament. He was actually, like, like out with injury the only time Stanford made the tournament in his time there. So I don't. It's like one of those like side stories just to watch. It's like Reed's just like will to win some of these games, and I hope like that's gonna start kicking in. Yeah, I mean to a certain extent, um, you know, this is a this is a controversial hot take. I might be more. <clears throat> I I think I would rather if I had if 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 either PJ or Reed have to be hurt. I think I want. Reed playing because I think he does add some um, leadership uh, that keeps that keeps people accountable. I, I don't know though; it just depends on who we play because, like, we yeah, yeah. we play Abilene Christian and then we play Wofford. Wofford did have the six eight big guy that was pretty good, um, and you just think about those games. Of course, we we see like places for Reed to get get what he needs to get and play his style of basketball, the the back him down under the rim, the pump fakes. When you think about uh, maybe not Houston, but if like not trying to think ahead, but if we end up playing like a North Carolina or something of the nature, mm-hmm. then uh like Reed's going up against some some right. some athletic bigs and then that that becomes a situation where like I feel like we get hindered. So, like, Reed does bring those intangibles, but just thinking about P.J. being in the game and just knowing that there's a bucket that can be gotten in the late games, I want to take that that piece through the NCAA sure. tournament. Absolutely. And that's the other thing, too, is regardless, like, we're not winning a championship. We're not going to do a Final Four. <clears throat> uh, we're not doing much of anything With, without P.J. Yeah, exactly. And we really need both. I yeah. mean, like... This team is just, like, not a team. Like, we go back to the, the announcer. 
Why aren't they take? Why aren't they putting in the reserves against Abilene Christian? They're really risking injury. So we only have eight guys dressed out right now, fam. Like this is it. This is the team that we got for you for the court. So it's just like we don't have a we don't have a lot of room for error on this team anywhere in fouls and uh, just yes. subs being. We don't have any anything like that we can really give. So we gotta have them. We gotta have them both, man. But then we come back, we come into the Wofford game, and all week, well, not all week, was it like one day between that? Well, all day. <laughs> I think all week is Houston, and we'll talk about that soon. But all day, just thinking about Wofford and Fletcher McGee and the legend of Fletcher McGee just raining down on us. We talk about Bubba Parham all the time. And that was just yeah. a, a bubble parm game right there. It was it was it was ready to happen. Uh, we were gonna have three bubble parms with Fletcher, um, um, Nathan Hoover, Nathan Hoover, aka Richard Spencer Jr., uh, aka uh, David Duke pre plastic surgery. No, I think he's more he's more of like just like a varsity blues like extra, <laughs> or maybe some other like football. I, just, I don't like that movie based in he's Texas. Yeah. Just think about that. Or Alabama. Football, maybe he could be on two-a-days. Remember that show from TV? (laughs) (laughs) Two-a-days, the Hoover Alabama team. That coach, do you remember that coach? He, like, I think he, like, cheated on his wife or something. It was weird, man. It was like a a scandal down there. I don't know. It got weird. The fame got to him, but... That said, I mean, the other thing about, like, he looks like he could play football in Texas or Alabama, like... That doesn't necessarily preclude him from being a little like clamlet. It's not All right, well, you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we come into the game, and then like it's pretty early. We can tell that uh, the defense was just. I mean, first of all, let's 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 clap it up for Tyler Hero, everybody. Yeah, let's clap it up for Tyler Hero. Lockdown. If you yeah. would have told me after the after the VMI game that Tyler Hero would have locked down anything <laughs> this year in the way that he defended on Fletcher McGee, I would have told you were crazy. And it was like a team job. So you got him coming in on Fletcher, and then you had Jamal coming in, which always plays great defense. Mm-hmm. So you got Jamal and him doing like a tandem job, but like Tyler Hero really stepping up to the occasion for probably the first time I've seen this year and like literally crushing the legend of Fletcher McGee. Nathan Hoover, he still got, he got 19. He uh, hit a lot of threes to keep him close in the game, but the legend of Fletcher McGee died that day. Absolutely, for sure. And that's the thing is that like, you know, I mean, it was frustrating. I mean, I I still think there's something to be... Well, that's, he shut down Fletcher McGee, period. I really period. can't say anything else. Stop um, hating. Get on the hero train. I'm never going to be... As a, as a, as a anti-racist white person, <laughs> I cannot Get, ever be entirely on... You better support support your mans. I, support your mans. I will say... Solidarity. Fellow hero solidarity. It is... It is it is tough to watch Tyler go one for six one for six from three points. Yeah, and see him still shoot these wild ass three. Like, well, I think he was. I think like the game plan was was Tyler Hero just apparently he asked to guard Fletcher McGee, which could have went 
hilariously wrong, and I can't believe Cal agreed to it initially, but he did. Especially after all, especially after that Arkansas game where he's like, Joe, you remember? Yeah, yeah Joe, golly. eleven points Joe gets on Tyler Hero, but Tyler guarded him, and I think the plan was to then run, even if Tyler wasn't guarding him, was to run Fletcher off a ton of stuff as well on defense to keep him engaged. And I think Tyler was just trying to press there. I think he'll come back and shoot well this next game against Houston. Um, but they also have four guards, but they don't, they're don't. they not as active as Fletcher was. But but your boy Fletcher was salty. Oh, yeah. Your boy Fletcher was full of salt. He's uh, had some post-game comments. I was watching the post-game comments, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, usually, like, the players at the end, they're either sad or just, like, happy to be in the tournament. Like, some teams know, like, physically they're outmatched. Like, they're just not going to come into this game and do anything against this team. Like, that's what Abilene Christian's coach said. He was like, well, we're just happy to be here. So, with, like, teams knowing, like, they're physically outmatched, basically, like, they're just happy to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, they just want to have the experience. But Fletcher came out there, like I said, with the industrial size Costco salt packets. Mm. He said, I, I've shot the shots I got tonight against every team in the Southern Conference. Let's stop. before I'm going to finish the quote. We should have never said, I got the shots <laughs> I got tonight against every team in the Southern Conference. Which Every, conference? The Southern Conference. I'm sorry, excuse me, what conference? I I will tell you a story. The Southern Conference, this is to let y'all know how mediocre my basketball skills were. The Southern <laughs> Conference has a team in it called the Citadel. It's a military school. I received in my sophomore year my first scholarship offer from the Citadel. The Citadel had probably not had a winning record in 25 years. Ooh. Yeah, um, so... These are the type of teams that we're taught the heavy hitters of the Southern Conference. Citadel probably ranks close to the the bottom of all statistical rankings in college basketball. <laughs> so, like, the Southern Conference is not anything to do with UK basketball. There are no 6-4 ball hawks like Ashton Hagens. There's no... 6'11 rim defenders like Nick Richards. There's no, there's none of that. Like Jamal Baker could go right now to the Southern Conference and go ahead and average about 17. It's not, it's not the place. So, like I said, he said, I've got those shots that I got all year against people in the Southern Conference and every other team I faced. They were no harder. I just didn't shoot it well. Some felt good and were short. Some felt good and were long. Some were just off. It just happens. But if we pull up old old Fletcher, and I'm getting up, I'm getting up the specific Fletcher game by game stats because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, man. But but if you pull up Fletcher, Fletcher is not good against teams like Kentucky. He's just not. He's just not. A good shooter. shooter. Six, 16% against top 50 defenses? I'm, I, I believe so. I'm going to pull up. That we what, looked at earlier? I'm going to pull up his stats, and I'm we're going to go just we, – we, let's not even look at top 50 defenses. Let's just look at power five schools 
and see what's going on here with like power five schools. Hmm. What do you feel about Fletcher? I mean, yeah, dude was clearly overrated. You know, I mean, it's uh, he had the name, he had the steam, he had the he had the highlights from from the first week or from the first day. Um, where he did put a two seat in hall though. He did. He did. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, that's also the beautiful thing about about college basketball. Like I said before, like Seton Hall can show up to Madison Square Garden, have an incredible, incredible game, and put us down in December, um, and then uh, make it to the NCAA tournament and have their season ended in completely lackluster fashion because right. you know they weren't those dudes, and then those dudes uh, go on and you know like put up a another, like, below-average um, performance, and, uh, you know, they get exposed as well. So so let's check Fletcher out. Mm. All right, so first game of the season against North Carolina. Wofford only lost by 11. Fletcher McGee, 36 minutes, 7 for 23 from the field, 3 for 16 from 3. Wild. There we go. So look, uh... Let's see here. Let's go to the University of Oklahoma. Not that. So right now, it's looking. It's not looking good for your boy Fletch um, against the against top talent off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a good showing against those guys. Seven for eighteen, five for thirteen from three against Oklahoma. Still a loss. Let's check them out. Against Kansas. That's another comparable team. Even a team that didn't have a good year this year. They got walloped by Auburn. Right. When we pull up and we see what good old Fletch did against them, we have one for 14 from the field. Oh, Fletch. 0 for 9 from 3. Oh, bud. So, like, I'm I'm just going to stop. Like, first of all, that's not – nobody wants to hear me read Fletcher McGee stats all night. (laughs) But it is clear that Fletch – doesn't have it against the top teams and it's okay, but like I just don't flesh. Yeah, shake it, shake, shake hands, right, and, and keep it moving. You will be an investment banker next year, right? And you might even play overseas. He 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 uh, went to the NBA draft last year. He put his name in. And he actually got some workouts, so he might. But like at the same time, Fletch is gonna have to figure out how to get them shots off against some people or he's going to be playing in Greece. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. he's probably. Let's go Greece. Let's go Greece. Let's go I'm Greece. sure, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, <clears throat> grow a little wine beer. I'm sure Ricky P will uh, give you a tryout. Oh, man. I hope Ricky P continues to succeed in Greece, though, man. I, I, I vibe with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we took care of Wofford. And now something that we need to talk about that's been happening since the tournament started, PJ Footgate, 2019. Oh, bless. God, if there was just anything more that Tennessee could take from us. Um, like, have we seen the play? Like, I've seen so many conspiracy theories of the play. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't. Uh, I heard something about, like, two minutes left within the Tennessee game. I was... I couldn't yeah, I tell. I, I I did not notice. There were so many other things that I was watching and just cursing and crying and gnashing my teeth <laughs> out. Um, it's I don't I don't really know what to make of Cal's whole injury strategy. I mean, I know like mm-hmm. a lot of it is for like 
the protection of the players, but like the 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 just ambiguity. Yeah, he'll go. I think he'll go. Well, well he's not going. We put yeah. him in a boot. We put him in a cast. Hard cast. Hard cast. Uh, we'll, hard it's cast. like whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll give him a wheelie boy. We'll just uh, <laughs> he'll only get around via wheelie boy. Industrial sized. <laughs> Big wheelie boy. And I was like, what is next? It's like, all right, we put him in a full body cast. <laughs> I just wanted to get some rest. Okay, guys, nothing happened. He is in a bubble, <laughs> and he is wrapped in bubble wrap inside we, of the bubble. Actually, the bubble is wrapped in bubble wrap. We created a separate habitat for PJ Washington's <laughs> only. And, he's gonna, and him and his father are going to live in there together. <laughs> and then we're going to go across America and find other PJ Washington's. <laughs> To help him heal. Slowly introduce into the habitat. Um, <laughs> PJ Washington, that don't necessarily know each other, can get dangerously grumpy. Yeah. But, like, just the whole thing with the foot now, and, like, part of the reason we're hitting y'all when we're hitting y'all is we've been trying to trying to really drop in at the correct time on, on PJ Gate. And I think today we reached a critical mass. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Today... PJ tweeted a six-second video of himself walking, and that video will live in UK infamy for the rest of yes. UK basketball. And then, to put the icing on the cake, Cal retweets it with a uh-oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. that is swaggy Cal at its best. Mm-hmm. And it gives me confidence. I think PJ will play. I feel good about it. <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing, you know, uh, a terrible possibility... But we see PJ back in the boot on Friday. <laughs> that, that he's put the boot back on right. at some point today and everybody deflated. <laughs> and I just think like that will be probably like everybody gets tired of Cal like about halfway through the season, but I will have <laughs> unlimited Cal energy for the rest of his big days Cal here. Energy. Big Cal energy. No, I will not have big Cal energy. I will have unlimited Cal energy if he just trolled the BBN yeah. and PJ is sitting on the bench in a boot on Friday. It won't be good for our prospects in the game. Oh no, it'll be very bad. But I will I will appreciate what he has done to the psyches of most of Kentucky. <laughs> but, That's like, that'll be con- conclusive proof that, like, he's never going to go to UCLA. He's never going to coach in the NBA. He is here because he wants to fuck with you <laughs> forever. And ever. But I'm with him. I'm. I, but actually, I'm just going to go ahead and say I hope P.J. plays. That's not worth it to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not worth it. I really hope P.J. plays. We really need this, uh, please. Um, yeah, Houston is Houston is not to be played with. Houston has had a very good schedule this year. They've beaten LSU. They've beaten um, just about everybody in their conference they've ran through. And they, I think they have a 31-3 record or a 33-3 record now with the tournament games and and wins over um, Memphis, who is rebuilding two wins over Cincinnati, St. Louis, all Oklahoma State, Oregon, tournament teams, Power 5 teams, you name it. Um, they've taken them down this year. And the, the thing is, is they're really like a mirror image kind of of our team from like a different conference. Do, do, do. 
Are you trying to do the us? All right, that's enough. All right, so guys, next next season we will have effects so that you don't have to sit through any more of Greg's things that he does with his life. I'll execute them effectively with technology. Yeah. Um, Rather than the primitive um, noise making, vocal styling, flapping uh, around. But yeah, man, they got a like a three guard lineup that I believe, or a four guard lineup. It just depends. I think they start like two bigs. See, that's the thing about them; they don't have any bigs. Like mm-hmm. they have one guy that's six ten. He plays only like ten minutes a game, and then everybody else is six seven or six eight. But then they have like four guards. That are all basically the the heartbeat of the team. They play them a lot together. They attack. They shoot well. And they all wear short shorts. Mm-hmm. Like that, We have like rolled at the top and rolled at the bottom. Kind of wow. Like to make like some sort of like weird boxer-like contraption. So that'll be something for everybody to look forward to, I guess. <laughs> in the game, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be it. Yeah, I think you know if we have a if we have a game similar to where we, where we had it Wofford plus PJ and Reed sort of twin towers in the paint. Um, it's gonna be ugly. Oh, I they're think they're zoning. Mad. I think they're zoning. Oh, they're gonna zo- yeah. They're definitely zoning. Oh. Houston is coming out in the zone, no doubt about that. Get ready for that. Oh no, they're coming out in and not just your er- er- everyday zone. Not your average zone. They're coming down in some sort of amoeba contraption that has been built in a lab over this week preparing for the game. It's oh going to be... God. That's guaranteed. Every Cal team at some point in the tournament to advance faces an odd zone. This is the, this is the game for the yeah. odd zone. So if we're going to do it, we're going to have to get through the odd zone. But they got some great shooters on the team. What do they got, like four guys? Four guys that are over uh, 35% from okay. three. So that's that's a lot. And I that's think, yeah. a scary amount. Um, and I think that's the the four lead guards I was talking about and the top four scores. So there, there we go. Yeah. Um, I think, though, our length will bother them. Uh, they did beat LSU early in the season. But LSU, had I will say, has had a market improvement since then. And is surging. Um, yes. So I don't know if they can beat them again. I'm just going to say emotionally, to me, we beat LSU. <laughs> Not, but we didn't. It's an L on the mm-hmm. schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying emotionally, you know, just in mm. terms of how I... How you view it. How I view it. Uh, uh, having been at the game, uh, I feel like we won that. Well, all right then. So, win against LSU for UK in our hearts and minds, even though it's not, it may not be in the, in, in the real world. But, yeah, I just think I'm, what I'm hoping is that our length, uh, especially Ashton and Tyler defending, uh, now that apparently Tyler uh, Hero is a defensive stopper, and Keldon on three guards at a time is really something that, that – makes it hard on those guys to get their shots off because they're not tall guys. Like, their leading score is 6-1. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping having Ashton on him with that. Ashton doesn't have, like, crazy length, but he's big and he's quick. 
So hope that that will be able to stop them uh, on the offensive end. And then for us, like you said, it's just pounded into the into the post if they're not zoning. But if they're zoning, get it into the paint and and, and take advantage of that that size that they don't have. So what you yeah. got? What you got for this game? What do you think we're gonna do for them? Um, I mean, in all of my brackets, I have uh uh. I have, well, should I say it? What are you going to say? I mean, you know, I have, I have us winning. Oh. Well, then you're not a Kentucky fan if you don't ruin Right. If you don't, don't uh, just, yeah. just UK bracket money. Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we, there's been years where that year that we lost in the round of 32, I knew we were not good. Right. UK to the title. Right. Absolutely. Every time. You're not a Kentucky um, fan. Yeah. Actually, for the record, uh, my round of 32 in the Midwest bracket. Perfect. <laughs> I'm mad that you had to say I'm, my round of 32 in the Midwest bracket. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody's bracket is a busted tail. It's alright. So you know you know that the Upper East Quadrant you know the, the Kansas City Regional got them all. <laughs> well it was two games. Be that as it may I picked them correctly. There's one perfect bracket right now. One perfect bracket. Wow. Right? Kentucky and Gonzaga in the title game with Gonzaga beating Kentucky. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I would that is not an ending that I would that I would sign up for right now. I would sign up for a Houston loss before right now before I sign up for a national championship loss against Gonzaga. I will say Gonzaga is uh definitely high in high high up there in the top three teams. That I would like to face. I don't know, realistically man. Basically, in in the championship, they have NBA pro. They have two NBA prospects. They have a guy named Killian Tilly. He's like, because they love they get a lot of foreign players from all over the earth. Sure. Um, which is kind of a cool thing to see, like all the random just cultures on that team. But like they have him, and then they have a guy that uh, Rui Hachimura guy. Uh, so they have two NBA prospects. It's not like they're just. They're just. I don't really think they're slashers. I just, you know, I just, uh, I'd rather see them than Zion. Yeah, because they once again against UCF beat the rule of seventy one. God. But not without help from the refs, of course. And uh, I don't know. I know everybody's probably seen at least the ending of this game, but I watched most of this game, and I probably saw Zion push off at least six times. And the refs just go, just stare right at him, take a look, let it keep going. You know the call that we all hate in the post when they drop the bounce pass into the post player, mm-hmm. the defender behind tries to get a little quick reach around. <coughs> that is guaranteed call. I saw Zion do it three times. Wow. And literally create a steal off one <laughs> and, and to no avail. So like it, it it's not not for nothing. There was a lot of help, and and there's a lot of analysts out there on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Uh, what's that guy's name? Seth Greenberg. Mm-hmm. He had like an epic rant uh, on Monday about the three missed calls. And if you can find that, take a listen to that because it's crazy. There's a there's a push off on Zion right before the taco fall foul out. And then there's a hook and hold, which I've seen them call mm-hmm. literally in this tournament, and a push in the back, 
And they just... There's a hook and hold on that last second shot. Yeah, and they literally spotlight and circle it. And to no avail. Yeah. So it's just like, really, at this point, it's kind of like we know that the NCAA is going to make sure that they advance to a certain round. And, and Virginia Tech just lost one of their starters. He actually uh got um arrested for marijuana possession. So he's probably not going to be playing uh on Friday. Yeah, so it looks like Duke cakewalk into the Elite Eight against either Michigan I mean, State or LSU. And I think that those will be some big matchups for them and something that they'll probably prevail against. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you got? So, Cats taking on Houston Friday mm-hmm. at midnight. <laughs> actually right. 9.59 but of course it's actually 25 minutes after the end of game one so 10.31 yeah it's um, gonna be a late one folks gonna be a late one but I'm gonna try real hard to be effectively making memories uh uh during this game <laughs> what I'm just, just gonna say it's Friday night might have a few few okay. barley pops as they say Okay. Uh, and okay. we might be revisiting the uh, first Tennessee game where. Uh, oh. Did I'm we gonna... win that game? Oh, we won that game. We did okay. win that game. If we were even that, that one, that was a twenty piece. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do that. But we will be back hopefully to talk about a Final Four birth. Ooh. And if not, to talk about. How trash it is. Yeah. <laughs> Final Four birth. So the ride is here. We're on it. Hoping for the best for them cats, man. And regardless, we'll holler at y'all soon, man. Peace.